Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. <clears throat> okay, here we go. They say great things come in threes. Great stuff. The great days we're living, bro. That's just <laughs> Unfortunately, not in this case. What is this? But maybe someday it will be. Can you believe that? Okay, world, hold on to your collective. It's time for the Bam Slam podcast. With Ben Fletcher, Allison Ratzlaff, and Mike Costa. <laughs> what is going on, Bam Slam fam? Bam Slam podcast number 23. What is going on, Allie Rat? What's going on, Ben Fletcher? My guy, I missed you both. How are you? We missed you too, <laughs> sitting there in uh, in your tank <laughs> top. Tank top. <laughs> Sun's out, guns out. Probably shouldn't have flushed too hard. On a rainy hard. San Diego day. How great was that, though? It, it took me right back to when I was going to school in the, back east or when we were out in South Carolina in the summertime. I loved that morning rain. You two people must get to see the sunrise in the morning. I've always been so jealous. You're deep we, in the cave. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, well, yeah we, I'm already deep in the cave. <laughs> <laughs> I won't touch that. Never mind. Moving on. Um, there's been so much going on in, in town as far as um, what's happening with the Padres, but... We are, I don't know, you are still probably right in the high. Stop the press. What's wrong? A request is being answered. Okay. Right here, right now. Uh, We have seen you, everybody. You know, we've enlightened everyone on what Judson's doing now. He's out in Chicago. I believe they just bought a house. Really? Uh, Or they moved into a new house. Okay. And baby Judd is doing great, running around like crazy. Costa, obviously, is here doing the Bam Slam Pod. Allie, right here doing the Bam Slam Pod. But there was one member... Of the Costa and Richards show that no one's heard from in a long time. Who's that? It's our long-lost friend, Jet Ranker. Who's that? You've been in touch with Jet? You know he has the flip phone thing, but yeah, I, I did. He's a old. I sent him an email. Okay. And uh, the family has been requesting this. I've seen it on our text line in the morning with me and Steve. I've okay. seen it in my Twitter DMs. All right. This is something that the people want, and I'd be lying if I said I didn't want it. Uh, Jet is coming back, and... I smell that raggedy ass. He's in here somewhere. Uh, Allie, you, you've you never met Jet. No. So, but I don't want to if he smells bad. Costa, I, think would, he's, I think he's a great guy. God, I can hear those footsteps coming. Costa, how would you describe Jet? Um, radio talent. A guy with his finger on the pulse of everything that's going on. Oh, wherever no. he is. Wherever he is, that is the story. The oh, thing boy. about Jet, you really need to cut him off under a minute. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty good. He goes longer than a minute. There's FCC violations. Oh, we're, we're a podcast. We yeah. can do FCC. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? Exactly. No, there's no such so. thing as a violation. <laughs> so what is he? Is he he's, said he'll come he's on? Coming or? In. He's around the corner. Oh, you've already you've already lined him up. Yeah, I wanted it to be a surprise. I know how much he means to you. Okay. Well, so Allie, this is going to be your first experience. Good luck. Oh boy, you're right. scaring me. And Jet, take it away. At 6.05, 5 after 6, 55 minutes to 47. Good Thursday morning, everybody. Jet Ranker, the whole Bam Slam Zoo with you for another grab you by the taint and hit it with sandpaper type show. In 30 minutes, Allie Rat's going to show us how she can open a beer bottle without using her hands or arms. At 7, another round of what's this odor on my upper lip? 7.30, it's humid out there, and if you're a guy like Ben, you've got sticky balls. You know who doesn't? Big League. 
pitchers. We're going to talk about those stupid umpire checks going on. 8 a.m. Stump Boy Scott's at Petco Park dressed as a friar. He's going to see how many people want to know what's going on underneath the robe. 8.30. Hey, Dodger fans, eat shit. And as always, be listening for the phrase that pays. It's the Bam Slam Podcast, Bam Slam fam. Let's fucking go. Yes! <laughs> oh, it is so great to hear him again. Jen, get your smelly oh ass God. out here, but thank oh you so God. much for coming. Wow. Oh Just what God. a pleasant, pleasant surprise. Allie, oh that's Jet Ranker. That is a peak into 70s radio, am I right? You should come every podcast. I'm fired up for in a half hour. And I, you got I the beer I bottle? Did, I was going to say, did you, bring, <laughs> did you bring a beer or you didn't bring any alcohol to this recording of the Bam Slam podcast? God, and what a genius. My mistake. What a genius <laughs> of right tying back. in. Current events with my sticky balls. Yeah, I know. That's well. That's the talent of Jeff. Like <laughs> he said, just weaves in and out. Finger on the pulse of everything that's going on. Oh my goodness that's gracious! What was it like for you wow. out at the uh, the U.S. Open? Torrey Pines was pretty amazing. So I did the full day Saturday. Um, did you camp out at a hole, or what? Would you do? Well, this is where this gets a touch embarrassing for me. Oh boy! I have developed quite the man crush on Brooks Kepka. Who, uh, who hasn't? He's adorable. I yeah. followed him. Stud. I mm-hmm. followed him the entire round Saturday until like the last three holes. Wow. Um, and was up close and personal, videotaped him. I think he winked at me one time. I don't know. Of course he did. But that was my whole day Saturday. And then Sunday was really cool. I did camp out at the six green so you could turn right around and watch him tee off at seven. Okay. So I watched... Is six the long dog leg right? Yes. Going back towards the towards the clubhouse. Clubhouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I. Oh, wait. Back towards the cliff? Yeah. So six, you tee off. It goes to the right. You're correct about that. But it's kind of taking you back towards the green at three. Okay. Gotcha. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I watched all the leaders tee off and then I went and camped out there for a while. Okay. And at one point I got a tap on my shoulder and he said, hey, someone behind me said, hey, can I stand next to you here? And I turned around, and son of a gun, it's Nick Price. Really? Three-time major winner, Nick nice. Price, South African golfer. And he looks exactly like he did 10 years ago. And I don't you know how. it was right away? I did, and I don't know how I did, because I probably haven't seen him on my television. Did you say anything to him like, hey, Mr. Price? Or No, so he asked me what my name was, and I said, oh, Ben Fletcher. And he was like, nice to meet you, Ben. I'm Nick. And I said, oh, sir, I know who you are. <laughs> And I had put it awesome. together in my head immediately because my dad was a big fan of his. He was you know, awesome. Yeah, he was in incredible. His prime, Nick Price was awesome. Number one golfer in the world for a while. Yeah. So I talked to him for 10 minutes. Nice. It was, yeah, he says he tries to go to as many majors as he can. He kind of travels around to them, and he said he never misses a tournament at Torrey. He said, I try to just kind of blend in with the crowd and walk around. Yeah. And I said, well, what do you think about this course? And he said, I couldn't hit it out of this rough. <laughs> oh, my God. It was like six inches tall. It, it was, was absurd. It was absurd. Mm-hmm. And you know what's funny is that there were people probably lined up Monday morning to get a tea time to go out and, and try it. But it's just. I've it's, been it's trying. A, it's agony. So my brother and his friend, his friends never played Tori. They want to come down and play. I've been trying. And this is like two months out. Can't yeah. get anything. Yeah. So it's it's going to be like that for six months. Yeah. At probably. least. I played. Um, I played it on a Monday after the Buick, where the, you know the rough is what half it, it right. is for U.S. Open, the the most unfun round of golf I've, I've <laughs> ever had. Because if you're not in the fairway, you're you're just screw it, drop a ball and and play because you can't find your ball. It's 
I mean, I loved the way it was shown off for the oh world, God, though, so the great. country at the very least with the, the views. And it was so beautiful. And I just thought overall San Diego the whole weekend was really portrayed really well on TV. And I had people from friends from all around the country saying, I can't believe you get to live there. I know. <laughs> like, I know. Every, sorry. The only thing, the only, only, only thing that bugged me about the U.S. Open was those fucking paragliders. I, I swear, swear to God, to, I thought they were going to collide. I There were times I thought, are they hovering, like literally hovering yeah. over the fairway? Mm-hmm. Here, I have a picture of Brooksy with a paraglider right above him. Yeah. Brooksy is what I call Brooksy. him now. Oh, yeah, your buddy. <laughs> wow. Holy like, shit. It's a cool oh picture, but, but still. There were, then they were going in this same flight path, and I was like, if either one of you knocks into either of the other person, Goodbye. that's four people dead. Yeah. I'm surprised they were allowing it to, like, just security reasons. And that's what I thought. Some nutty guy up there. Yeah. I don't know. That seems yeah. dangerous to me. Did you guys see the whack job on Sunday run onto the course? Was yes. that 12? Yes. I, it was 13. Yeah. I, I, was, I, I was on 18 was at that funny. point, but <laughs> runs onto the course. You sure, sure you were. <laughs> no, I was. I promise. Walks onto the course and whacks two ga- golf balls. Talk about Bucket list. Well, yeah. Hey, I played in the U.S. Open. And then yeah. Immediately, it was arrested afterwards. Yeah. It was. It was. It was awesome. It was fun mm-hmm. to watch on on television. And um, and how about um, what's his last name? Ron. John Rom. Oh my god. That one that was so cool. His whole story of how he proposed to his wife out there yep. or nearby, you know, on the on the bluffs beach or whatever yeah. the bluffs of Torrey Pines. The the how much they love it here, how it's their favorite place, his little tiny baby yeah. with his wife. It well, was all very cool. It was. And you go back to, you know, a couple of weeks ago, the memorial when he asked to withdraw because of COVID. And right. then uh, just to come out and play like he did. And, and I loved his passion, too. He was so the, fiery and just I loved that. So I stuck around his moment at 18 when he did the big tiger fist pump. Oh, yeah. And the crowd totally got behind him. It was almost all 10,000 were there at that point because who cares about Louis Ustazen? Like, honestly. <laughs> well, so he, he sinks that to go up by so, one. So, yeah, he was six under at that point. Louis okay. was at five, mm-hmm. putting for par on 16. Made yeah. that awesome par on 16, butchered 17, birdied 18. Yeah. So, John ended up winning by one stroke. So, he, he Louis was going to have to hole out. From his approach to the green. Yeah, or just and, be a man and go for the green in two. I don't know why he didn't. Everyone yeah, else was. Yeah. Um, so it it was that was one of the coolest sports moments I've ever been at live in person. We talk about that all the time. Sure. Just the goosebumps that immediately popped up when the crowd went nuts. He gave the fist pump and I had a clear view of the green. That was another cool thing too that I love about golf just in general in the big tournaments is when he you know, he's from Spain, the first guy from Spain to everyone, everyone. So that was cool. But um, the crowd, I mean, were very many of those people in touch with who he was or were they all big fans of his? Probably not. Not not fans, but not, you know, big fans. And But I love that about golf. You're, people are just cheering for great shots, a great comeback, a great win. Like, right. I just love how the crowd gets so excited for somebody that is out there. Well, playing their heart out. It's funny because all of the Spanish golfers refer back to Seve Ballesteros. Uh-huh. He did as, too. As, as the yeah. guy, like, hey, that's, even though he's been gone for 10, 11 years, mm-hmm. everybody is. That's one of the first things he said. Yeah, on, everybody is trying to play well because they know Seve's watching. Sergio has said it. Mm-hmm. Is Rafa Cabrera Bayo. Mm-hmm. He's Spanish as well. And so there's that, you know, there's a, there's a man who is just bigger than his country, and that's the late, great Seve Ballesteros. And the way John, he's just, he's so humble and he's just so, 
he's so pure with what he he talks about it, what he says, and and you know have Phil Mickelson sitting there with his wife, why John's trying to you know stay warm in case there is. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, had he there been a tie, if if Louis had tied him. It would have been an eighteen-hole playoff. On no, Monday. no, so that the changed. US, the USGA okay. changed the rules then to I, a two-hole playoff. I stand correct. Yeah, it's immediate. Oh, it is. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's two why holes. he was two-hole playoff. Okay, I, I didn't know. I that. was wondering what holes they were going to do because I had to be ready to sprint in some direction to try <laughs> to beat the crowds. <laughs> Probably eighteen and one. But at that point, one's been trampled to shit. I, I feel like I think I read. I, I'm probably wrong, but I swear I think I read it was sixteen and seventeen. Oh, okay. that would make sense. Yeah, but then that means everybody. I don't know. Everybody makes a beeline well, down. I was going to say that everyone just vacates <laughs> yeah. the it, whatever it was. It 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 turned out and it was awesome, and we were all happy that John Ron John Rom won. And you had your uh, your brush with greatness in the great Nick Price. And I was right next to Brooksy for a while. Of course, oh my God. Brooksy, I'm guys, dying. I don't even know how to say this, but that man elicits responses in me that I didn't know I had. Down Pork. to your plums? He, no, Kinda not the plums. The more in my heart. Like I don't Aww. know what it is. Awesome. It's just everything. Because I mean, when you see that str- him hitting yeah. right in front of him, it's the most impressive thing ever. I saw it with Bryson is, too. Is he a big dude? Brooks is huge. Is he's he massive? Really? Yeah. How tall guy. is he? He's probably a little bit taller than me, but he is just jacked. Like a tree trunk. Okay. And then, like, you watch Bryson. I'm like, oh, you douchebag. And then there's the, uh, who else is massive? Dustin Johnson is a, He's a big bigger guy. than life human He's being. Big, dude. Yeah. big beard, super deep, bellowing voice. I watched him on the driving range for a little bit. But that's enough golf. Golf is the easiest way for people well, to it's, turn it's, off it's the... Well, like, it's been celebrity sighting after celebrity sighting. You know, last night, well, Petco Park, the Padres do play different. When they're their home is on the road, they sweep the Cincinnati Reds, and then obviously with the Dodgers in town, um, celebrities are falling in love with well, the Padres. There's Don Orsillo and Mark Grant taking pictures with Academy Award winner Emma Stone and her husband, mm-hmm. and they're all decked out in uh, Padre gear. Evidently, her husband has been a Padre fan since he was a kid. Un- uh, yeah, crazy. Mm-hmm. And then you got Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Does this mean we have to like Baker and Mayfield now? He was I- in his brown and. Gold he was too. like he was. I just wonder if he's going to catch shit for anybody in the, you know, Indian or the Cleveland baseball team. No, it's fan the base. Cleveland Indians still it is to the somehow. Cleveland Indians, right? Um, but that was cool seeing him there, and I, I just, it's not. You could say with celebrities, it's probably a little bandwagon ish, but you know, Emma's husband's been a Padre fan forever. I didn't know. Baker was a Padre fan, or if he was just out here. I think he was there celebrating his little brother's birthday or okay. uh, wedding, something. Oh, okay. But uh, it's it, it's ramping up, man, and and they're they are freaking delivering. The last couple nights at uh, at Petco Park are just freaking electric. I'll be there Saturday. I can't wait. Any members of the Bam Slam fam, if you're there Saturday, have a beer with me. I would love to do it. It is the hugest party. It's just incredible. It really is. It's, it's into just a party. a party. So much fun. The games are a blast. Um, yeah, really fun. And I think to see that and to see people so into it. And also, you know, they were saying it was like 80-20 Padres Yeah, fans. I heard it's the biggest discrepancy finally in the last yeah. like 10, 15 years. Yeah. yeah, really great to see that. Because I was nervous a little bit before the first 
game that, yeah. that now that we're full 100% capacity I was nervous I thought gosh I hope it doesn't just get overrun with Dodger fans but shirt sure, sure didn't look there's like a couple it. people tweeted out oh come on Padre fans you know who did you just why'd you sell your tickets come on we don't have to do this but we we have discussed yeah. it's your ticket and it's your money that you spent for it if you know you want to make some money back for what you have to for the initial outlay for those season packages or whatever the ticket costs I don't fault you, but it, it's a lot fewer than I've ever done it before. Oh my God. Yeah. Absolutely. I mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you guys saw the video on Twitter. I think TMZ has it or Bleacher Report the fight. Uh, I have not seen this. Oh, no. Is it a good one? Which, which one now? Well, it's this guy and I would I want to say his wife or girlfriend and they're in Tatis jerseys. And, you know, obviously they've been going back and forth with these Dodger fans in front. And the one Dodger fan comes up and he's like, you want to go? You want to go? And so he just comes in the aisle and they start throwing. And then this guy jumps out of nowhere and starts pounding on the Dodger guy. And then there's some people in Padre jerseys and Dodger jerseys. And they're, I don't know if they're fighting each other or they're fighting other people. Um, but the, the Dodger fan who started it all just got his, just got washed. I don't as they understand. Say. I really, really don't understand that. Like, you understand that those people you're picking fights with aren't on the team, right? I mean, I, you're, I know. you're so angry that somebody's a fan of another team that you're going to beat the shit out of them. I don't, uh, I just it? don't get it. That, e- no, I think this might be another one. I this is another an aisle. one. There was another one. No, this one was in seats. It wasn't in an aisle. There was another one after the game, too, where somebody posted on Twitter, like some guy walking with his kids and a guy pulled up Whoa. in his car with kids Found in the it. car. Is there like a, a Padre fan in a brown? Everyone's saying, is that a Padre fedora? But he's got a, a beach oh, yeah. hat spray painted brown with SD on kinda it. Kind of looks like the ranger from Yogi Bear. The, <laughs> that type of hat. Yeah, oh, no. yeah exactly. Oh, damn, they are wailing on each other. Oh, they are. And it's Allison. Let's it, stop it, fighting, guys. Well, as we all know, so instant stupid. asshole, just add alcohol. Yeah. So I've yeah. been there. Well, you know, we've we've all we've seen it time and time again. And and unfortunately, as you just said, Allison, there's a guy with kids or there's kids in the stands, and it's like, hey, look at all my role models. Well, this is good stuff. A cer- certain friend of all of ours was at a game, he was telling me the other day, and he was there with uh Woods and Woods' son, and afterwards was walking to his car by himself, and two guys followed him. To to do what? Beat to, him up or to, to uh, intimidate him, or yeah, two guys followed him, and and that uh, you know, it's just wow. not good. It's, Nobody looks good in that situation. Mm-mm. It's a baseball game, mm-hmm. you know. Have fun, drink your pop, sit down, shut <laughs> up. I uh, I got some beef with Dave Roberts. If we can uh, air uh, that out real quick, I know. Let's talk about let's talk about Mister. <clears throat> I hate the shift. Oh, by the way, I put my team in the shift. Well, that's funny <laughs> as hell. Also, his consistent downplaying of the rivalry at some point it's got to go because, like it or not, Davy boy, it's a rivalry. It's you, one of those things where he's saying he's saying that so much that it's like it's are almost you just getting being defensive. Annoying. Like what, do, what, do you, what is that? This is the third night in a row these yeah. games have been on national TV. They yeah. were on ESPN Monday night, MLB Network yesterday, and they're on ESPN again tonight. Yeah. It's like whether you like it or not, nationally, this is what baseball fans care about. Nationally, this is what fuel is in the fire right now. Lean into it a little bit. I don't know if it's one of those, you know, thou doth protest too much mm-hmm. or if he's trying to keep his guys just – focused on every series that they have upcoming but when 
the nation talks in terms of it is the best rivalry right now in baseball, and you've got national writers, national broadcasters, pregame shows, baseball shows talking about you don't want to freaking miss a Dodgers-Padre game. So how many times have they played so far this year? Uh, tonight will be... I think it's 10, isn't it? It was six coming into this series, so okay, was that so nine? nine? No, it was seven coming into this series, yeah, so 10. You're right. Two. Okay. Yeah. All of them, all of them have been electric. Even the blowouts, there's Even exciting the blowouts. stuff going both ways. I really loved how Monday night and Tuesday night, we, I mean, Monday night, four runs in the first inning. Yeah. Last night, two runs in the first inning. Yep. That was really fun. Um, you know, but those dang Giants won't lose. <laughs> they won again ben, you're, Wednesday, 9-3. You, like, you grew up stop. a Giants fan. You know, I know that the three of us talked before the season started about uh, it's probably going to, you know, it's going to come down to the Padres and the Dodgers. Padres are ready to make their move. We did talk about the Giants. We talked no. about the Giants retooling. Buster Posey can hardly stand up and squat. And this team is just... They do not lose. They don't lose. <laughs> My favorite line I've heard so far this year came from Danny Vietti. He was on our podcast mm-hmm. the day after Joe Musgrove threw the no-no. Mm-hmm. Go back. I listened to that episode recently. It's, like, it's, it's, a, so great, much it's fun. a great episode. <clears throat> but uh, Danny had the line earlier. This was a couple of weeks ago. He said, it's like this Giants team was a bunch of old guys that everybody forgot to tell was old. And yeah, that's exactly what's yeah. happening. Brandon Crawford yeah. is absolutely raking. Buster Posey's hitting over 300 for the season. They got a bunch of pitchers on these one-year deals who are career journeymen yeah. who are having Cy Young caliber years mm-hmm. if DeGrom wasn't in the division. It is a little mind-bending. I still don't think it can last. And I still don't know that their new Farhan Zahidi, the old Dodgers GM, I yeah. still don't think he's willing to mortgage the future for this year, I do knowing th- what's in his division. Right. And I do think they've had sort of the easier oh, by far. Uh, schedule so far. And Padre's schedule has been definitely much more difficult up to this point. And I think that's going to flip a little bit. Also, we have played Four more games than yeah. the Giants. Four more. Why did they get all these days off and we didn't? It I don't understand. I, I know it all evens out. So I'm looking forward to when we finally have some days off also. But I keep thinking to myself, why have we played so many more games than everybody else? Like who put this are schedule all, together and didn't think we ever needed a day off? Are they also doing it with Longoria on the IL? He's been on the IL. I'm, I think he might be back now. Okay. But he was also raking at the beginning of the year. It's, it's these... Old guys with this blend of young guys that somehow they've just found the right chemistry. They've had the schedule. Everything has lined up perfectly for them. And they're getting unreal pitching and timely hitting that just doesn't last over 162. Well, kudos to Gabe Kapler, man. Yeah. It, it, but at a certain point, we can't just keep saying, oh, they're going to fall apart eventually. They're going to be fall no, apart eventually. No, that, that, that cannot be the, hey, don't worry about it. The Giants are going to fall apart. I, I hope that the Padres' mindset is... Um, the Dodgers, are, uh, the Giants, are going to continue to win. Yeah, you know well, we we talk so much about we hate LA and you gotta you gotta beat the Dodgers. Well, you gotta start focusing on the, not saying that they're not. No, they but will. You, but, you, but they you, know but they're you gotta, there. You just got. I mean, these were important games to win. Oh yeah. You, I mean, we gotta win them to to, to make a dent. Um, and who <laughs> who would have thought that the little darling of the clubhouse was going to be? Do you guys know who I'm going to say? I'm Hassan sure. Kim. Oh my Kim. God, he's adorable and though his teammates love him it's so so adorable it makes me want to cry i, I have a it. good Hassan kim take before we get to that i was just reminded because dick douche was on tv mm-hmm. trevor bauer is still all panties in a bunch about tatis peeking at pitches 
Did you guys see that? Marty, did he, did he bring it up again well, today? Marty Caswell interviewed him on the field Tuesday, Monday, Monday. Okay. And just kind of said, hey, the Tatis and you, that thing was pretty funny earlier in the year. Like, are you guys friends? Do you know what's like, are you doing it to build the game up? And he was just kind of like, no, you know, I mean, he knows what he was doing. Anyone who's played baseball a long time knew what, exactly what he was doing. Oh, shut and up, he just Trevor. like, wow. First of all, it's a split. I went back and watched that at bat. I know. It is less than a second. He peeks back at the catcher and he could have easily just been looking down to make sure his shoe was tied. It's a game that's built on cheating. <laughs> By the way, Trevor Bauer, you're the poster child oh for cheating. God, this is all <laughs> happening this year because of you. I was stealing the, son Okay, the. Again, Major League Baseball looking like uh, a bunch of meerkats trying to screw a football. The the you know the the memo that goes out about the sticky stuff, and that's it. You know, ten games with pay if you're caught. And did they give each manager ten checks per game or something like that? It's I. So the umpires can look at each pitcher eight times over the course of a game, okay, and then managers can just say, "Hey, something fishy is going on. Can you go check?" But wait. They can't do it at a critical time. Okay, so who's who's left to be the arbiter of what's the critical time? Well, yesterday, Max Scherzer had runners on first and third. Yeah. And it's bullshit. Girardi was like, hey, he's going yeah. to his hair. He's uh, going to his hair. It's, and he was doing that. He Did you hear in yeah. his press conference, he said, because his hair was damp because he was sweating, so he could mix it with the rosin, right. and it was just, you know, that's what he was doing. But, it's the you worst. know, they were making uh, such a big deal about it. It's, it's, I worry about, like, if... Pitchers have no hitters going or, you know, you could just so interrupt the flow of a guy. Right. I saw the best point today. It was if a pitcher gets it. I think Clayton Kershaw actually had this point and I never agree with him, but I do on this. If a manager gets it wrong, there's a penalty that goes to the there, manager. There's got to be. Whether it's a fine, whether it's you take away his mound visits for the rest of the game, it's yep. got to be something yep. to even out the yep. playing field. Like you I think agree. about NFL coaches, if they lose a challenge, right. they yeah, lose a timeout. Right. Yeah. Right. There's got to be something. I love the fact that if if Girardi says to whoever the the uh, head of the crew was, check Scherzer, and they check him, and there's nothing found, they say, hey, Joe, that's one less uh, mound visit for you. I think yeah. that's fair and that's mm -hmm. equitable mm -hmm. because it's, 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 it's a clown show right now. Mm -hmm. And you it's going to start making these games even oh, longer. You. I do love what Sergio Romo did last night. Did you guys see that? He basically, he wanted to take all his clothes off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He pulled, did he pull down his pants? Yeah, he pulled down yeah. his yeah. Unbut he undid his belt. Pulled and the down up part his pants is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, yeah. Yeah. Check me, bro. I got nothing. <laughs> it is such bullshit. And, and again, Major League Baseball just getting caught behind the curve. And, oh, wait, oh okay, this is what we're going to do. Some pitcher mm -hmm. is going to throw the hat, pop the top, take his shirt off, drop trowel, and just. And Scherzer said after the check game. Check it. Because I would have to be a complete idiot yeah. right, to use something right. in the games now. And you know right. Max Scherzer. That dude's one of the biggest competitors this game has in For terms sure. of being locked in. Yeah, This is all just a silly distraction to him. And he's like, dude, I'm playing by your rules. Why do you yeah. insist on coming out and attacking me? It's a, it's Well, again, Major League Baseball, like I said, it's a knee-jerk reaction. And they're, they're trying to come up with some ways to generate offense. And it's uh, sorry, hit the ball better, guys. Yeah, you know, well, Padres are hitting better. Yeah, oh, yeah. Kim, back to him. Oh my god, I love him. Quickly becoming my favorite Padre. Um, I put this out on Twitter, He's and it's got getting great cheekbones. Yeah, he does. <laughs> almost Every as good as Brooksy. Every woman is so jealous of but, those oh, of cheekbones. Almost as good as Brooksy. Not quite there. 
but Hassan Kim, I think, needs to be in this everyday lineup right now. He's freaking good. He makes okay. play. I mean, defensively, he's great, and he's hitting now. I mean, he's 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 really good. Okay, so the three of us are general managers for the. No, we're we're all Jace Tingler. Oh, mm-hmm. You be AJ Preller. You be Jace Tingler. I'll be I'll be Peter Seidler. We're talking. That makes sense. That's okay. that's the right denotation of who's you. here. Do we tell or you guys? Do we sit Hosmer? We put Crone at first. Yes. My yeah. So that's my idea. Is everyone on Twitter, all the big trade rumor guys in the MLB, they're like, okay, if the Padres could have one thing, it'd be a really good lefty off the bench to come in in late leverage situations to get a hit. Yeah. You already have that. His name is Eric Hosmer. He's sitting right there. Just yeah. put him on the bench, and he is your lefty off the bench who's good in clutch situations, has a good sense of the strike zone. Mm-hmm. A lot Just, of money, though, to be sitting on the bench. Peter Seidler has shown you, sorry, you, Peter Seidler. Right, I know I have. You have shown that this you year, deep pockets, sir. this <laughs> team is not about money. This team is right. about winning a World Series. Right. Otherwise, he wouldn't have shelled out $340 million right. to a 22-year-old. So at the as the deadline approaches, and we know that you assume – the Giants will be buyers, but like you had said a couple minutes ago, is Farhan Zidi, is he going to leverage the future? You know the Dodgers are going to be. Always. The Padres, if they there's that chance that if they stand pat and go with the status quo, people are like, what the F, man? Mm-hmm. Could you see them moving Hosmer before the deadline? No. No, they're not going to move him. He's too integral to the fabric of the team in terms of being a leader. Mm -hmm. What I do think they do is, I don't know if you guys have seen this yet, the Padres bullpen is on pace to have the most innings thrown ever in an MLB season. Crazy. What you need to do is bring in an old veteran rubber arm, lefty out of the pen. Right now you still only have one left-hander in the pen, which is crazy. Tim Hill. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. Drew Pomeranz, eventually he comes back from injury. He'll be a fresh arm. when's he supposed to be back? Who knows? We have not heard anything about Drew. He he sort of like dropped off the... His was lat strain, right? Yeah, it was tightness in the shoulder, whatever. And now we're just not hearing anything about Pomeranz. Him or Nola. Mm -hmm. Their timeline is just... I heard Nola last night that I heard he may be back. um, Maybe for the Diamondbacks. Is Clev coming back? Not this, in this, not this year. But he's playing catch on the field. You see, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that's why every time I see it, I'm like, oh, he did. Uh. It's like, mm-hmm. no, no, it's just part of his, his rehab. I mean, maybe. Yeah. I guess if they make it deep enough into playoffs, I don't know. Crazy. I don't want to go too baseball heavy, but you guys, Manny's defense. Holy crap. How about Manny's guy? four strikeouts? God. Okay. Well, well no, how either. about his freaking <laughs> defense? <laughs> he, the bad. night before, he hit a, he hit a he, three-run home run the night before. And he's over 300 so. in June still, even with those four strikeouts. He's been unbelievable Yeah, and the night lately. before, three-run home run, so you can't, you can't complain. But that defense, when he tagged Justin Turner last night yeah. and then threw it to I – mean, it was just – Beautiful. Gave you a Brooksy reaction, did it? It, it should have been a triple play. It was Your heart beautiful. started thumping, thumping, thumping. Oh, yeah. All right, listen, on the other it's side, uh, there's something unfortunate that's going on here in San Diego uh, as pertains to, uh, to high school sports. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about the – I hate to use the term, the news that rocked the world in the National Football League because we all agree we hope it's, it's news in the future that doesn't rock the world. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Raiders defensive end Carl Nassib. Uh, coming out as uh, as gay as the uh, Bam Slam fan. I'll edit this part out. No, Costa, this is my turn. I know, but this, this I, is where I go. I know. I just can you? <laughs> oh my Sorry. god! 
Don't edit any Bam of Slam this Bam, out. We love you. We'll be right back. Listen to Costa talk about some blendy sunglasses. As we told you at the beginning of the podcast, and we just reiterated for you, so happy that Blender's Eyewear is along for the ride on the Bam Slam podcast. Uh, podcast you talk about awesome affordable sunglasses rad styles plus colorways that range from 38 bucks to 68 dollars they offer a wide range of products sunglasses rx blue light snow goggles and helmets as well they're big right now they are even getting bigger locally owned locally made here in san diego but internationally known Uh, their motto is life in forward motion and their goal is that their products push you to be the best version of yourself like we're trying to do with this podcast and that's why blenders is along for the ride thank you everybody with blenders eyewear uh they are offering a 16 percent discount uh on behalf of the bam slam podcast for all of you that get to blenders just use our code bam slam and you're going to get 16 percent off your purchase blenders code word is bam slam you still around? Wow, that's impressive. What do you mean? Let's get back to the Bam Slam. Once again, here's Ben, Allie, and Mike. Uh, that's right. Use our code BAMSLAM, letterseyewear.com, and, uh, and get you those shades. It's summertime. Don't be, don't be walking around in some dumpy-looking sunglasses. BlendersEyewear.com is the place to go. Bam Slam is the code to use. 16% off. My brother and his buddies are in Cabo right now. Check the picture he just sent me. Oh, my God. It's a Blenders Eyewear ad. Oh, my God. Did you blenders send it to Blenders? Fest. I'm going to. Yeah, Absolutely. To. Those awesome. are all three people that use promo code BAMSLAM. I love, on, yes, folks. let's please send it to Grace. I'm That's telling awesome. you. Yeah, and a shout out to Grace. Oh, who Grace is, is the best. Who has been so <laughs> awesome. Not the best is what happened um, after the... Was it the CIF championship? No, it was beyond that. It moved on okay, to the, like the state okay. tournament. Whatever. Coronado um, was playing Orange Glen High School. Orange Glen High School has an extremely large Hispanic student population. Mm-hmm. I would fathom a guess it's probably well over 90%. Yeah, I think I saw like Hispanic? 93%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so some of the kids the fans for we know this was another players right it was just the fans of coronado do we know that no or was it was it, players it was too. players mm-hmm. okay um through tortillas up in the air and at the orange Glen uh, orange Glen players after the game was over which coronado won and the head coach for coronado was you seen of course cameras are everywhere now saying to the like the Orange Glen, Orange Glen coach and those kids get the fuck out of here. Called them losers. 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 That, Sorry, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, the uh, the head coach at Coronado has now been fired. Yeah. And this is now a national story. And Allison, you were telling me about it before we started recording tonight. Was there a statement released either by the the, the school district, district. school dris- mm-hmm. district mm-hmm. on? on what had happened and it was it la- put it this way it lacked teeth well somebody they should have had somebody involved in public relations write it for them there you go <laughs> i mean it was so poorly written especially the part and this is what got me more than any of it the tortilla thing i know happens at colleges all around the country yeah not as a racist 
statement, I, I guess. I, I, I didn't I, know that. I had never heard that either, which I'm kind of surprised I'd never heard that with I my mean, one how of the big in touch that I am. Does it is Texas Tech, if I'm not mistaken. But it's not because Ben played at Tech last year. I didn't see any tortillas, but whatever. I, I don't know. I'll say I went to Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo. Yeah. And every year when Cal Poly would play against UC Santa Barbara in soccer. That was the only sporting event the school got up for. There was tortillas thrown every single time from every single person in the crowd, both sides. I guess because they're like discs, right? Yeah, like, you yeah. could launch them from the top of Alex Spano Stadium. I know that's a bad word, but that's <laughs> what the stadium is right. in Cal Poly. But it had, from what you know, it had nothing to do with the fact that no. UCSB may have had a it was, Hispanic player, which I'm sure they did on their team. Yeah, but okay. I mean, both schools are predominantly white. Yeah. Like, it was just drunk kids in the stands throwing tortillas. Yeah. So I so I get that, I guess, but I don't think that's why they did it. I think that's why they're saying they did it. Right. Yeah. I don't know if I believe that, knowing that the majority of the Orange Glen basketball team is Hispanic. The worst part to me was the coach. It, it, first of all, they arrived. There was no greeting from the athletic director. There was no, this is where your locker room is. They literally changed in the parking lot, came in played the game the tortilla thing happened and the coach yelled something about you're all you know get the fuck out of here you losers the head coach like I've been around a lot of head coaches with my boys a lot yeah from little league pop warner all the way through high school they all played three sports I mean <laughs> I never seen a head coach act like that or well, I didn't see this either but I've never heard of a head coach acting like that and evidently it was on multiple people recorded it but the statement that said we need to do a better job with our teaching our students about words and actions being hurtful. We're gonna have I was like, are you kidding me? These about- kids are not seven years old. And I don't care where you're raised, what community, what privilege or not privilege you don't have. Do a better job raising your kids. <laughs> These kids are 17 and 18 years old. They're not five-year-olds that need to be taught about that their words are hurtful or that their actions are hurtful. That's the part that I just found really appalling and they needed a better PR person to write that statement. Well, and look at who's setting the example. If your head coach is out there. Yeah. I mean, think about someone I have not met him, but you both know him really well, Dave Palais, high school baseball coach, right? Right. Yeah. Could you imagine him doing anything no, similar? God, no. He would no. never treat another and coach and Dave, team like Dave's that. Dave's one of the classiest guys I've ever Allie, met. Ali, you've been around high school sports forever with your son. Forever. And Three I, boys all playing multiple sports. Costa, like, you, know you co- played high school sports. I played high school sports. I could never picture one of my coaches doing anything remotely close to that. I hope that guy never coaches again. Like, I feel bad saying that because I don't want anyone to be out of a job. But he, the fact that he talked to students and other coaches that way, like, what are you doing? I I have been lucky enough to not only play in it, but now this past spring broadcast, one of the great rivalries in in San Diego uh, high school football, the parochial um, matchup between you know Saints and and Cathedral. I know Cathedral had their issues this year with with Lincoln High School, but you know these are two teams that went on the field. They disliked each other. The the students love going back and forth, but at the end of the game, it's all hugs and there's a big group prayer mm-hmm. at the middle of the field. And so yeah, there's just you know there most coaches get it that yeah the game's important. It's very important for these guys to do well and practice. And hopefully win, but at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you want to be able to l- have people look at you and say, 
you know, those are, uh, that's a good person or that, I don't know, that, that coach to me, it, it's, hey, dude, Duke's not calling tomorrow. Well, exactly. These okay. are, this is a high school basketball high school game. Ba- like, it, calm you. down. Right. Like, right. you know, an, an example would be too, like what you just talked about at Cathedral going, you know, after games. And I noticed that with Ben a lot and playing college football, especially that with, um, you know, when he's going up against a, you know, he's a receiver. So when he's going up against a DB, a corner who's talking trash to him the whole game. I mean, you can see it. You sure. know it's happening. Trash the whole game. And I'm not saying Ben's not saying it too. It's both sides giving it to each other the whole game. After the game, you know what they're doing? Hugging it out, slapping each other on the back. Dude, I haven't played against a guy like you ever. Yeah. I, you know, amazing. Can't wait to watch what you do. I'm going to follow you on Twitter. So it's like still a, sharp and steel. And before you know that, that later that night, they're following each other on Twitter and they're, you know, following Ru- their careers. College it's, rugby teams still get together after the rugby match and share a keg. And these are these are you know we've seen rugby. You're you're literally beating the shit out of one another. So if anybody would have a, a reason to fight and throw throw fists, and sometimes it happens. But for the most part, hey, you know we're the home team. We got the keg. We'll see you guys wherever. Mm-hmm. How about UFC fighters? Same thing. Who are mm-hmm. actually trying to kill each other? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then afterward, like, dude, you literally just knocked me out, and I was in a coma for a little bit. <laughs> right. But damn, that was a good fight. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, the they... competition, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 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 a national story, unfortunately, now, and and Coronado does not look good to say the least in this uh, in this whole manner. But yeah, you just hey, people who see it, watching it, know the story, learn from it. Just learn from it. You know, that's the I guess the the best thing you can ask of of anybody who is uh, around it. Musgrove's getting checked. Oh, Christ. I do wonder if this leads to the colleges and the other schools that have done the same thing, the tortilla throw, Yeah. if that's kibosh. Okay. Because, in, in, I, I mean, coming from, again, Cal Poly, right. where I, I don't believe, Yeah. and look, I was throwing tortillas just like everybody else, zero racist in my heart, at least, and I don't think it was at all with the school. Yeah. It's fun, all right? You can launch those suckers. I know. And it's kind of, it's part of that tradition, but there's also UCSB students on the other side doing the exact same thing, throwing them. Like, they all drive up for the weekend. So What is the two student bodies doing it? It's like, I get it, man. It, it, I, hear, I hear what you're saying. And the soccer players also love it. Like, they, one of them will always come up, grab it, and take a big bite out of it. So right. I think it's a little different. No, it, it, you're right. It's just that when you have a situation where you could – you could tell, as much as Coronado would like to say, well, we were just celebrating, you knew there was, what's the best phrase, Allie, racial intent? Yeah, I think or, so. Or like there was some kind of bad blood between those two teams. For yeah. the coach to act that way, you know, there was there was some kind of bad blood going on between them. On a much lighter note, and a great note, and I think for a lot of people a very uplifting note, Raiders defensive end Carl Nassib comes out as gay this week. First active NFL player to openly say, or, or I guess come out as the, the best way to um, say it. I, I need to tell you too, and I think you too know this, there are a lot of gay NFL players. <laughs> yeah, Gay men who have played in the NFL, gay men who are playing in the NFL, mm-hmm. gay men in college who one day will play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And, and how many times have we talked to Nick who has known gay players on his team. Yes. He says, we don't give a shit. <laughs> can you go out there and hit? Can you go out there and block? Can you mm-hmm. go out there and play and give as much as you can for me? Right. I'll do the same for you. 
His yeah. statement was great. It was I really well done, he and did he delivered it perfectly. It. Mm-hmm. The donation was to an organization that's super important, the Trevor Project. It keeps teens, or it allows them space to write to talk when they're having suicidal thoughts. Yeah, like I, I just I thought that it he couldn't have handled it better. I almost feel bad for him that he's put in that position of responsibility to do that, but right. it's important. Right. And he said he doesn't really like, he doesn't want to do a lot of interviews right now. He wants to concentrate on his team and he says he's happy in his life and you know, good for him. I think he just needs to, um, to be respected as far as that goes, but he did a great job. And can you imagine how many kids were able to kind of take a deep breath yeah, like just because of the way he delivered that statement, and yeah, and he, and seeing the outcome of it between his teammates, the NFL coming back with a matching donation. So there's other a lot of support. And other teams. What yeah. I would ask from the Las Vegas media as well as the national media: don't go into training camp having this be like the main story, the first question you ask right. every single one of his teammates. Like it shouldn't be that. No, it should just be okay. You accept it. That's awesome. Yeah. Carl, good for you. We're glad. I, I agree. I agree. And just like, because the Michael Sam situation ended up going oh all God. sorts of south for yeah. everybody in the locker room. Right. And honestly, like, when's the last time anyone's heard from Michael Sam? Right. Hopefully, this is probably good timing, too, that there's going to be, you know, a month before training camp starts. Sure. And, you know, might be asked about in camp. Media is going to be at camp it, this year. Players that aren't around right now, I'm sure they'll, hey, you know, um, you're, you're, in his def- you're in the defensive line room with him. You know, uh, what's that been like? And, hey, man, like you said, he's playing hard. Is he helping us win? I don't give a shit who he loves. I don't give a shit what he looks like. Is he helping us win? That's all that matters. I think by the time the season starts, it'll be a nonsense. I don't know if necessarily we're going to get a a sudden rash of of other men, players in the NFL, who are going to come out. But I think he he kind of – he busted down a door that we all agree needed to be uh, busted down and – the overwhelming sense or what I'm hearing the most is, you know, let's hope it gets to the point where it's like, um, Hey, Joe Smith, Kansas city chiefs. Uh, yeah, he's gay. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, I had a hell of a game at wide receiver, that type of thing where it's just yeah. like, Oh, Oh, he's oh, big deal. You know, what's the kind of comical part about this whole situation here is that like shortly after that, he got outed as a Republican. <laughs> I know. And people, people, people all lost about their that. shit. They They're lost like, their Okay, so wait, you can, <laughs> everyone's like, oh, it's so good that he's, like, being honest about his sexuality. Like, this is yeah. great. This is going to open up so many doors. He's a Republican? Fuck him. <laughs> yeah. I know. It, it's, <laughs> it's Come on, guys. We and, can't have I, separate sets of rules. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to like you and support you, but now you're a Republican. <laughs> Unbelievable. But it's 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 a great story. And, and you know, I, I, I as soon as I heard it, I thought in terms of, that locker room, the veterans on that team, and I got like John Gruden. Gruden handled it perfectly. Uh, the, the NFL, what, uh, you told me, I hadn't seen this. They made a matching donation. Matching donation That's to the Trevor awesome. Project, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I think Roger and Goodell Carr said something. Derek Carr sent him a nice note. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Roger Goodell had said something, the fact of let's, let's hope and let's keep on striving towards this not being big news Because um, it shouldn't sports. be. Mm-hmm. No, it shouldn't. Mm-hmm. But I, I got to say, what an incredible relief to him probably, right? Oh, yeah. How how good that felt? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure because he probably, I mean, probably a lot of people in his life already knew, obviously, and I bet probably, you yeah. a lot of his teammates team knew. Already, I guarantee yeah. you, Gruden knew. I I like, exactly. but you know what? I feel. <laughs> I always think it's so funny to me that like who cares? Like, did, you know how um, 
we're all in a room together, right? Yeah. It doesn't mean because I'm a girl and you're a guy that I want to get it on with you. I'm just saying. (laughs) He looks so sad now, Allie. Come on. He has a very, very fragile ego. I'm saying. If Costa doesn't believe. He's in a locker with a bunch of guys and he's gay. It doesn't mean he wants to screw all the guys Uh, in there. I know. I know. So many narrow minded people are thinking, oh my God, he's going to spend the whole time looking at their dicks. Oh my God, what's going to happen in the showers? And he's already been in the showers. (laughs) Who hit home run? Jake. Oh my god. Again? Again? Freaking First put him in the All Star game. The you know, freaking Crone Zone. Jake Cro- this is awesome because like the next morning people can relive what they were feeling the night before. Yeah. How the hell is Jake Cronenworth not in the top five in All Star voting? I don't know. I voted for him five times every day this week. <laughs> it is <laughs> like Tatis is leading the world in All Star votes. I don't know if you guys Oh my god, he wrecked that ball. Crashed it. Look at the crown. Oh, I love the crown. So Look wow. at the crown, you guys. It's so fun. Seeing everybody so excited. I'm going on the 6th to see the Nats play. Man, Bauer just got dicks douched. <laughs> Will's head. Uh, <laughs> I'm your hat. Oh, before oh, we get to well. our uh, our songs for that get out of here, um, I, I just want to tell San Diego I came back from Cabo. You're welcome. We did our first podcast. Of course, <coughs> Will Myers heats up. Let's get to tonight's Will Watson Report. How did this guy do in the last Padres game? Myers diving to make the catch in left field. Will Myers does not miss that one. Two-run double for Will Myers. I'm a Will Watcher. I'm a Will Watcher. Watching Will go by. My, my, my. I'm a Will Watcher. I'm a Will Watcher. Here comes Will now. Here's Costa with a Will Watching Report. I know I'm really good. <laughs> All right, going into this game tonight, he's played in 65 games. He's had 208 at-bats, 52 hits, nine doubles, one triple. Finally got the triple uh, specter off his shoulders. Which turned into an inside-the-park home run. There you go. Eight home runs now, 27 RBIs. He's walked 22 times. He's had 60 strikeouts, five stolen bases, gotten that average up to... 250. Still not great, Will. We need to see no, more out of you. We do. We do. And that's not being unfair. I think Will obviously knows that as, uh, as well. All yeah. right. We'd like to tell you every uh, time. Look we- how adorable my dad is. Lifelong Giants fan just texting me, crony, crony, <laughs> crony. <laughs> we ask that you find a song, download it, and listen to it. Uh, songs that we love, songs that resonate with us. Ben, do you have yours? I do, and it's kind of been going through my head this whole entire week, watching all you fans out at Petco Park. Uh, this song was a staple on the Costa and Richards show. Costa, I know you can help me out singing this one a little bit. A oh, one, no. a two, a one, two. Let's go, Padres. <laughs> Let's have some baseball fun. Nice. Let's go, Padres. <laughs> I love it. That's a great oh song. Allie, who's wearing her swag chain my swag. t-shirt, by the way. I am. Uh, I chose a song from Ted Lasso because I love that show. Ooh, season two coming happy. soon. Okay, Ted I, Lasso makes me we, happy. We have been inundated with people who said, you got to watch. Have you not? I have you not. You haven't watched Ted Lasso? Oh, shit. Okay, listen, you know when you're doing your 30 minutes on the Peloton? 
Put bring that, up the lasso. Oh, well, you can't because you're watching people do that stuff. Yeah. He's watching the girls in the sports bras. Yeah, that's annoying. Um, put, uh, I don't know, when you're doing something. Is it, it Apple TV? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And they're 30 right. minute episodes. There's 10 30 minute episodes. They're so short. They go like that and you won't want it to end. And so, season two is great. like in weeks. It's Perfect. A, it, there were times where I was like, this is kind of cheesy. Like, this would never really happen in real life. But it's makes your heart feel good. It's so. Really? It's such 30 minutes of feel good. Okay. It it I came at a time this summer when I really or not this summer this quarantine yes. thing that we just got out of that I where I really kind of needed that and it was just thirty minutes of fun and Peachy Costa you would be all about it you would this, love it this guy Ted Lasso it's Jason Sudeikis yes it's his best acting ever for and real he interacts he's very interactive on Twitter too so when you tag him and be like. I said something about him. He immediately liked it, commented on it. Like, yeah, he. If you tag oh, him, okay. he responds. Yeah, I know. God. I know um, the creator of that show, Bill Lawrence, goes on random people's podcasts. Oh, we should get him. It's really a fun show, and it's the music is great. Okay, so music, I found several new artists that I had not heard of before. I think I have music from three different artists that I heard for the first time on Ted Lasso. One being, and I know they were around before. I just hadn't heard them. I knew of them. I just had never really paid attention. Vampire Weekend. Harmony Hall is the name of the song. The band is Vampire Weekend. It's a great song. All right. It's also I, feel good. I have a song for Allie, actually. Can I add one to you? Sure. It's called It's Too Late to Apologize by One Republic. I think you need to apologize to Pop Pops. Why? You hurt his ego a little bit. When I said just because I'm in the room doesn't mean I want to sleep with you. It's, <laughs> he's very fragile. <laughs> if Costa doesn't... Holy shit, Manny Wingyard! Two nothing oh! Padres! Suck it, Bauer. Suck it. My Holy shit! Way to go, man. Look at him. Look at him. He's got a lot in the trunk there, Boo! doesn't he? He He's does. So cute. Well, Brooks has a bigger butt, but he, almost. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Don's call I'm for sorry. Manny. So cute. <laughs> Don's call for Manny Machado's home runs have has gotten so good. Man, oh man, oh Manny. Uh, Watch him. Just mm. hung a Manny oh. owns. Trevor Bauer. Oh, it's his daddy. And it is his it daddy. It is his daddy. And you know what else is great? What is this? Three nights in a row, first inning, yeah, yep. minimum two runs. Look at him. Look, Look at him. Look at him twitch. Uh, he's uh, twitching, God. dude. It's because he's not using sticky stuff. Yeah, he can't do it. It might anymore. be. You don't know. Well, uh, my song we sure is. Hitting. My song is from a little-known band uh, called The Ocean Blue, and I, I want to say they had maybe one or two albums, but they have one song called Between Something and Nothing. And it's just got a great freaking beat, and there's great guitar riffs in it. And oh, I I'm gonna go find to it, it um, as I'm, I'm working out. So, uh, the Ocean Blue between something and nothing. That is my song for everyone to check out tonight. I will. Can't wait. I a good podcast. You need guys. to go check out. Please, by the next time we come back, yes, have I have watched at we least have a few episodes yeah, yeah. of Ted Lasso. I'll do that. Uh, Bam Slam Fam, as always, uh, we cannot thank you enough. I have for another being good along. thing for Apple TV. Want me to give it now? You have a what? Another good recommendation yeah, yeah, for go. Apple TV is the documentary 1971. It's amazing. If you like music and music history, okay, it's all about music from the year and how how it changed the world. The music of, that came out in 1971. You know what? It's awesome. Ten episodes, seven episodes, maybe. Anyway, Kendall really, really and good. I are going to start the last show you recommended when Costa wasn't here. Uh, Mayor of Easttown. Oh. So good. That's, That's on HBO. That one's HBO. I don't watch a lot of TV. Oh. I really, I Apparently don't. you do. I, it sounds weird. To, well, that was a documentary. I don't think that counts. But yeah. Mayor of Easttown. Oh, so good. It's the chick from the Titanic, your favorite movie. Do you know Costa? Next podcast. Next podcast. Costa yeah. has a Titanic story. 
He does. Oh, yeah. oh God. A I. good one. That's a good he one. He also hates Rose. Oh, oh, God. Don't oh, even bring her she's up. She's the star of Mary Beast Town. She, oh, see, if she drowned, it, it wouldn't have happened. Damn it. <laughs> so much fucking room on that door. She's so good. She plays a cop, a detective from Boston. She's got a Boston accent. Bam Slam fam, we can't thank you enough for always being along for the ride. And last but not least, you brave men and women of the United States Armed Forces for what you do, what you've done for us. Bam Slam fam! We, we love, love you. you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.